Awaken Your Alpha, The Alpha Way, Failure, is sponsored by the UK Youth Conditioning Association. This summer and going into the autumn, we are doing our first ever UK tour. Also, the first ever UK Youth and Fitness Conditioning Summit in November 15th and 16th in the London Gatwick area. Pre, pre, pre-launch price that is just crazy. We have our venue confirmed and we have several speakers confirmed. More details to come, but if you want to get a ridiculous deal now and you know you're committed to helping improve the standards when it comes to youth, health and fitness, get involved today. Find out more, head over to ukycacourses.com for all the dates and the early bird is still available now. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless. All right, is there anything you guys want to talk about when it gets to our kind of our bit of babbling today? What are we going to lean towards? You know what? We can go any which way. I want porn, steak. I don't care what. I'm ready to go. Whatever you want to talk about. Okay, okay, okay. Hey, just have you managed to this week? Obviously, there's lots of cool episodes coming out, but I think you guys should have a listen to this uh, the 30th episode, Toby Alexander. Yeah. It was, it was different, I think. Okay. That's coming out this week? No, it just came out last week, number 30. It was, the guy, yeah, it was definitely, he was definitely working on a higher level. Like, it was a proper, when I interviewed him, I remember, it was late at night, so I was quite tired, but it was, uh, like, my brain felt like it had a workout. I had mental doms after that. Yeah? Yeah, I liked it a lot, so, yeah. I think Adam just threw a drama down for us, but he, this guy was awesome, and now we're about to interview. <laughs> anyway, so um, well, I thought we could have a little go at failures today. That could be interesting. Excellent. Um, failures. We can tell a lot of stories about failures. Yeah. Yeah. Independent. Um, failures. Well, talking about failures always leads to the conversation of like the dip, right? Like when yeah. you pull out. That's really. That's what she said. But that's actually <laughs> that's probably the best segue right there. Because you're not that whole bullshit of like winners never quit, quitters never win. That's yeah. a little shit. Winners know when to quit. Yeah, oh. This is, yeah, we've touched on loads of stuff, but loads of stuff. I want to get this out this afternoon, so I'm just going to, and like Christina and the boys have just gone to the park, so they might even come in like halfway through, which is cool. That's fine. Cool. <laughs> so you cool. might see some small people running around here soon, but we're. That's all right. We're seeing. And when you I say small, small, when yeah. I say small people, I don't mean me as well, so. Ah. <laughs> right. So guys, today we have another alpha way for you. This is with Brian and Carrie, so this is the good one. Not the one where I'm by myself just talking, okay? <laughs> That's another note. So since last time I spoke to Brian and Carrie, again, we're just talking about a month, or it's like six weeks, or it seems far too long. So I did jump on and do a, a solo alpha way, just, but that was a very short one. This time, we are going to talk a little bit about failures, struggles, and we'll just see where it takes us. Um, last time, just a reminder for all of us, uh, we talked about, you know, the work play lines being blurred, um, you know, following your passion, you never have to work a day in your life is kind of what we talked about in the first one, which you are, I'm happy for you to go and check that out if you haven't. Cool to just start from this one as well. Um, so, guys, how are you doing? Excellent. Great. How are you? I'm, I'm good. I did go out last night slightly, but um, for Bye, me... Slightly. Slightly. But I was back at a reasonable time, but um, all the trains in London were just horrible. Um, so, I, yeah, I'm a bit tired, but overall feeling pretty good, considering. <laughs> nice. Well, good. 
really slightly okay. <laughs> cool. So um, we just talked a little bit about updating what we've both been up to. What have you guys been up to in a nutshell in the last month-ish? Much to tell? There's always much to tell, isn't it? Yeah, you know, every time anybody asks us that question, the answer is always like everything and nothing yeah. all mm -hmm. at the same time. Because everything's always like trucking along, right? Uh, we're always evolving, I suppose. CTSM retreats. Retreats are going great. We've got three retreats booked uh, between now and the end of the year. All three are sold out. Um, CTSM is going fantastically. Uh, I mean, of course, we're very heartened and happy that it's, it's selling particularly well, but really, um, I think what we both find most pride in is how much change is creating for lives. Yeah. The whole reality of inside out. And um, I think it, it, Adam, it probably segues into what we're talking about today. I know, but um, I think that people in, in our society at large are a little bit bored of the idioms. They're bored of them because we all know them. We all can recite them, but we don't know how to make them work. You know what I mean? Oh, don't change the outside. Change all the answers are within. Like that's beautiful, but how do you find those answers? I think everybody has read the fortune cookie. I yeah. was watching a doc, not a documentary, but it's like a secret, one of those like secret yeah. kind of um, documentary movies today. And every single one of them was saying the same thing. All the answers, all the answers are with me. Yeah, like, okay, we get it. There's been 75 movies that have said the same thing. Every self-help book says it. Yeah. How do you find the answers? How do you go? We need there? a little That's bit more details than that. Yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, it's a bit too vague. <laughs> Definitely. Because it sounds metaphysical and ridiculous and hokey, but I think the reason it sounds that way is because no one's ever put a practical spin on it. How do you do it? I think that's what we're most proud of, that we teach people how to go inside, Neuro neuroscientifically, spiritually, practically. And that's where it's all, you know, it all so, works. Yeah, so I just want yeah. to cl clarify for people as well. So. The CTSM, I'm sure if, uh, just to remind us, that's the Change the Story method for everyone as well. That's exactly what I was about that, to clarify change the story. I forgot we were, work, we were working on recording here. I was talking. I, yeah. do, I do that all the time. Yeah, CTSM right, is Change the Story method. Yeah, it's and our, I know it's that, our mentorship program. Yeah, and one of the things, obviously, that Brian and Carrie have got, got into retreats recently, which is good because, again, if you're trying to teach people anything or you really want to have an impact, to take someone out of their environment and give it some, like, 24, well not 24 7, it's 24, maybe is it five days? Three days? Four? It's, 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 <laughs> three days. it's a vulgar, but again, and this is this is something I massively believe in as well. So I suppose in the last month as well, we talked about the first time off air that I'm I'm actually running my first Awaken Your Alpha, the Alpha Waste or weekend retreat where yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna grab some men in a good way and uh, take them down to the coast because I, I like a view, I like the sea. And uh, do all sorts of things to them, but that's um, that's it's still not sounding any better, is it? But <laughs> you made that worse along the way. But that's, so <laughs> hey, they will like it. That's it. But um, again, so I just want to I go into more details at a later date. But so that is actually no, you guys won't be over this time. But that is in uh, September, early September, down on the south coast in the UK, and then. About two weeks later, it's going to be on the West Coast in California as well. Nice. I'm going to do a weekend. So, again, I from my uh, just because you're from England, don't think you can't come on the California one, and vice versa. Because again, the way I'm inclined, I would have probably gone on the California one just because right. <laughs> it's yeah. just, again all about getting out of your environment um, and just immersing yourself. And it will be I'll be getting a a team of alphas, experts in their own field, to really 
sort out these guys in 24 so that will be an intensive thing it's going to be two nights long long weekend but yeah send them out the other Same side space for Carrie and I we want to come she's more alpha than I am so oh, yeah. that's good too. we all know another male right wow so <laughs> yeah but you, hey you're allowed to come in as you know as a trainer to come in and uh, sort us men out that'd be that good she will <laughs> no doubt no doubt so uh, well actually the one in California is not that far from you guys then, so potentially. You know, it's very funny you say that. You're going to say that. Okay, everyone is, we live in Montreal, Canada. Very technical. Oh, yeah, actually, you're like literally halfway between two, aren't you? Hey, it's closer to us than California is. That, hey, sure. you're welcome. Have you ever been, well, actually, have you ever been on the South Coast in the UK, really? No. Nope. You've been to Birmingham. Uh, where, oh, my goodness. I like Birmingham, Birmingham a little bit, but you need to check out down south. I know I'm biased, but um, my goodness, yeah. So honestly, for you guys, it'd be way better to come to the south of the UK. It would. It's beautiful. Well, the place I got picked out is different level. It's an old farmhouse, views on the coast. Ooh, nice. nice. So that could We're be down. that could be a We're couple in. of spots done. You can have a double room. So that's cool. I just realized this is still recording, so let's let's crack on with saying so we've started <laughs> our schedules. <That's laughs> I was just waiting for y'all. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> but that means I gotta come in your one as well. So can you just tell the people where your one is based? Because for someone like me, just the venue sells it to me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're, we decided to stay close to our home um, up in, in Quebec, Canada. So we're, we're going just probably about an hour north of Montreal to the Mont Tremblant mountain region, which is, is really, you know, one of the nicest ski resort towns in Canada, you know, aside from the Rockies, yeah. And um, we're, we're basically tucked away in these luxury ski chalets. For, for the four days that we're there, these big monstrosity long cabins with all like this plush amenities on the lake yeah. in the middle of the forest. Oh, we chose uh, we chose non-conventional. Whenever you think vacation or retreat destination, who would think, you know, Quebec, Canada? Yeah. But uh, the reality is, just north of the city, like Jerry said, is the Laurentian mountains. And Laurentians are gorgeous. They're, they're probably Canada's best kept secret yeah. insofar as a tourist destination. They're gorgeous, they're flush, they're, uh, it's just lovely. Uh, it's quiet. And so, like you know, Terry said, big, beautiful um, ski chalets in the summer and fall uh, are obviously not used for skiing. They're, they're very quiet you know, on a lake and looking forward to it. Oh, man, sounds absolutely awesome. Sweet. So, um, I mean, we're going to talk a bit about failures today. What values have you had? This is going to be the most general thing ever, just to get us cracking. <laughs> to get to that point of having an awesome retreat in the mountains, all of them. All of them. <laughs> you know, I, I just I, I have to comment off right off the top, I, like because I, I was sitting there thinking as as you guys were talking about the retreats and stuff like that, and um, the word failure by definition connotates something so specific, doesn't mm -hmm. it? And and because I, I was actually thinking to myself that even the thing that you would technically quote unquote classify as failure at I actually don't carry my head to find the failure um, because, you know, it sounds maybe, you know, it sounds like maybe fortune cookie to say, but like, I, I, my, I mean, my marriage failed, mm. but at the same time, I learned from it, I grew from it, and I transformed from it. So can you really qualify as a failure? I think that the second that I 
I choose to put something in the perspective as learning and growing from it. I no longer view it as a failure. Yeah. You know? So I just I just throw that off at the top. No, I agree with that. And that's yeah. the, that's the thing we were saying. The failure, hundred percent. Other people outside influences might see things as failure and say, "Oh, that was that time you failed was pretty bad." And you'd be like, "Wait a minute, that that wasn't a failure. Like, that was just like me doing my thing or something like this." The key thing is what you class as a failure, if anything, and like you say, and, and moving on from it. Because on that point, it's it's tricky because I'm just trying to think of my own ones. Like what you mentioned your marriage there. Let's lean over to Brian then. Let's give him some hassling. So what um what would you class as in the in the terms of how people traditionally call failures, what would you think personally is for you was a failure that maybe either hurt or was was very tough at the time? Well, I don't know if this is disappointing you, but although Kerry talked about the definition, the perspective of what, what a failure is, is that everything in our brains, our very lives are, are a perspective we choose to carry. So if you choose the definition of this as a failure, it becomes a failure and that brings about a certain neural pathway. You yeah. don't choose to define that way, it doesn't. But if I can say this as well, you know, whenever I think about the motivational industry, the inspirational industry, I think about examples just like this. People tell me, what was your greatest failure? And the advice is, well, if I don't classify as a failure, a learning experience instead, this is what I learned. All great stuff, but I think sometimes people listening right now, people watching right now, think of it in these terms, okay? Because it doesn't happen to be my marriage failure, because my first marriage failed as well. Uh, I was almost bankrupt twice. I have all the stories that everyone else has. But look at it this way. It is 11.28 in the morning here on Saturday. Three and a half hours ago, I was meant to write a passage for something I'm working on. Yeah. But I couldn't get my brain in gear, so I ended up cutting on YouTube. <laughs> uh, and here I am, a successful man, teaching you how to be successful. Now, is that not an admission? You were I mean, How many successful people are... Great, great times, finite time. Don't waste your time. You've got to focus further. But I mean, we all, we all experience moments like that. Oh, so I think sometimes when, when we talk about failures, we make the error of putting them in these big, large, life-scale things. My marriage failed. I was almost bankrupt twice. Um, my first 12 businesses didn't work until my 13th did. Those were all true stories. But what about day-to-day? Because I think the relatability that people need to hear is that people like us who are on your show teaching people how to be successful actually fail every single day. I didn't get my writing done this morning because I didn't get my brain in gear. So my choice then is to be pissed off at myself for the rest of the day and bemoan it and lash out at myself and everything else or to just perspectify it differently saying, you know what, I wasn't supposed to write it today. If my brain wouldn't get in gear, that's the way it was supposed to be. At some point at 8 o'clock tonight, I'm going to snap into it and say, boom, and write it out. If I carry that perspective of optimism, light, relaxed, it always works out. Definitely. No, that is that's very important because I like the way you said about breaking it down to almost a daily thing and not looking for these big, huge failures. I mean, what's important to me is obviously the yin-yang, the balance is very important to me. So even if Technically, someone says, oh, are you really successful? You did this, this, and this today. But then maybe because them areas went really well, maybe I had slightly shorter with my children that day or something along them lines. For me personally, I would be, it would hurt in the heart and I would feel that as a fail. That is a man fail on that day, big time. Yeah. yeah. Definitions are key, aren't they? 
Yeah. And, and I, can't, I, I think it's so prudent whenever talking about teaching lessons regarding stuff like this that we don't always just go to the usual suspects of the motivational industry, writing chapters about our greatest failures in life. They work daily. Yeah. Every day we, we both experience mm-hmm. little things that that become a cascade, a waterfall that people get buried underneath. But when we, when we change the perspective of that, it changes everything about the reality. However, we need to show people that every single day there are success failure parameters that we don't have to just conditionalize them to look at the big things in your life. So it's the accumulation of that, right? Of course. It, it's the accumulation over time of, of piece by piece by piece, laying it all together. I think that, you know, we, we often have, you know, people come to us looking for the, the, the like the big quick fix. You know, like they're they're stuck in life, um, they're a little bit lost. Give me the answer now that's gonna <laughs> transform my life for tomorrow. Right. And and the answer is is that that's not possible. Because it's not a like a blink of the eye and tomorrow you wake up and everything's different. It's an accumulation effect. It's, you know, that's why, you know, in our, in our program, CTSM, it really, by the end of the program, you develop this ethos for living that is all-encompassing, that encompasses everything from your body, your mind, and your soul. Because when you're, you know, diligently working on all of those three areas, you know, you're constantly growing throughout them, as opposed to, you know, and, and it really is, it's a little thing. It's right. the little things every day that, that lead up to the, I guess the success, the fulfillment, whatever it is that you want to define it. Absolutely. I just have a comment on failure, the, the, the definition of failure. Um, you know, I, I think that we we teach a lot about the, the language that we choose to use yeah. because the language we use is like it's embedded in our subconscious. And and that becomes our reality. So if you know we're we're looking at, you know, let's just say for example, you know, going to the gym, you know, five days in a week. And you failed at it. You didn't go. You know, you went once instead of five days a week. If you're telling yourself that's a failure, you're embedding in your subconscious that you are a failure, yeah. and that's not going to inspire you <laughs> to go back to the gym. You're going to build up all kinds of walls and stories yeah. around that. As soon as you mentioned the gym, then something else popped into my mind instantly. I thought you were going to go down this road. If you go into the gym and some people who maybe are lifting heavy or really pushing it in the gym, if they're not failing every time they go and doing a certain exercise, then they're not actually succeeding. So you've got to fail to succeed on that note. Like if you were going in there for let's go basic, if you're going into doing bench press and you're doing your 80 kilograms every time, it's not an issue, no problem. You go in there, do that every week. Like everything in life, you're not progressing, you're staying still. Someone else is going there, they went 80, then this time they put on 100 kilograms, did a couple, then they failed. Then next time they'll probably do it. So you've got to almost, and then things, you've got to get to the point where you do fail to a point, and then obviously next time you, it's familiar ter- territory. Your body's a bit used to it, your mind's used to it, and then you push through these barriers. Barriers. Yeah, I think it's also worthy of saying that in that scenario, because I agree with everything you said, that those uh, those athletes don't qualify, define, or classify a missed attempt as a failure. Yeah. They don't define it as that. They define it as a, as an attempt. Yeah. <laughs> That's, and, yeah, uh, I'd be the same. Yeah, I used to go, oh, I attempted. The fact that you got to a point you can attempt the next level is just exciting. That's what I always, yeah, used to, used to love that. Gary uh, mentioned it, man. Don't, don't, don't glance over the language. That's, we call it OCL, obsessive compulsive language. How we choose to define anything in life 
and our, and our mental self-talk is what embeds in, neurologically speaking, this is not robbery book, it embeds in our unconscious as a real motor pathway on the physical parts of our brain. And that OCL, that obsessive compulsive language, proves to be a self-fulfilling prophecy. So every one of our waking moments are spent actualizing the story that's playing in our head. So we have to be very on guard and choose how we, we ought to define our lives and our attempts versus our failures in language. Language carries. Language carries emotion. And that becomes a self fulfilling process. Absolutely. You know, I'm just going to keep going on the language thing for a second because I, I really think <laughs> it's, it's a valuable, like, I, you know, it's a small little tidbit you can give to your listeners, right? But, like, you know, even the language that we think serves us, when you peel it back and you look at it, it it's leaving room for opportunity for for failure or doubt or worry. The one that comes to my mind is, um, you know, that um, I have hope. Like, mm. I, I, I hope everything works out. <laughs> and, and, you know, hope is, is classically known as, is, as a very motivational word. Yep, yep. But when you say, I, ha I hope that it all goes the way I plan, you're leaving room in your subconscious for clearly there's, there's doubt. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, I have faith or whatever word that it is yeah, you want to use. Or you're just saying it's going to happen. Absolutely. It's, there you go. It, that, that's the one I like. Right very there. true. It's, it it's so yeah. powerful. Well, it's, it, like, it's a very funny thing. In that respect. I, I apologize for interrupting because yeah. the way you know, I look at it is that there's a neutrality that has to happen. That, that again, and I don't mean to like, kind of bitch with it, but the motivational industry, I was like, have hope, believe you can, blah, blah, blah. Like, you, you can't just flip a switch one day and say, I believe this is possible. If you don't believe it's possible inside, you create a dissonance, and that's dangerous. But the one way I always look at it is that if you claim to have hope, it means you're sitting in doubt. Oh, hugely. Imagine, claim, wait, Ryan, imagine, imagine me trying to say, right, right, guys, um, I'm hoping to get an Awaken Your Alpha podcast up. You know, um, it's going to be really good. I, I hope it's going to happen. Would you come on and wait, waste some of your time with me? Like, I, right. No one would have done it. Whereas I'm, it's quite simple. I'm just like, right, I'm doing this. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast is going out. And we obviously spoke before it even went out. And I said, it's, it's going to go to this and this point. It's going to do, I was, you know, I kind of knew where it was going to go. I knew there's certain things I did and certain people I got on, like yourselves, obviously, it was going to do very well. And it wasn't a question of, I, you know, I put everything in place and I knew it was going to do well. I just didn't know exactly how well because there's outside forces. But I wasn't hoping, if you know what I mean. No. Very true, and I think that language is ma it matters because hope is one, but the other one that very commonly gets shoved down, you have to believe you can. I don't like that because to force belief means you're sitting in disbelief. It's not that I believe I can, it's that I'm going to. Yeah. I am. I am. I am. That's yeah. a lot different than I believe I will. I yeah. am. Yeah. One thing over the, I think over the, probably the last six months, and it came up in uh, one of the recent Awaken Your Alpha episodes, if you've been listening. <laughs> no, it came up, it came up um, was talking about the language. And it's if you ask someone to do something and they literally fob you off with, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll try and do that. Or I'll try, I'll try my best type thing. And it almost instantly, it sounds like they're basically saying they're not going to do it. Like right. when they say, I'll try. If you ask someone, oh, you know, can, uh, can you drop off, you know, can you drop off this later today? They say, oh, I'll try and do it you know instantly, see you later, ain't happening. Whereas if they just say, yep, I'm doing it, I'll see you later, it's done. Yeah. Absolutely. 
You know, the, the other one, just the other one that comes to mind is want versus need. Mm. You know, I, I think I've completely abolished the words I need from my vocabulary, with the exception, obviously, of like food to live. Yeah. But, you know, even if I were to sit here and say to Brian, like, I need you in my life. Think about how disempowering that is to myself. Oh, yeah. And how much more, like, to say, like, you know, I don't need you in my life. I want you in my life. I choose you in my life. Well, yeah, want sounds nicer, actually. Yeah. And not only does it sound nicer, but you're not, you're not giving away. You're like, you're, you're not like this helpless person yeah. in the world dependent on everything else that you need. Yeah, you can, you can have whatever you want, and you want a piece of BG. There you go. Who doesn't? Really? <laughs> But no, you know, to be honest, uh, you know, this is some, this is deep metaphysical stuff. This is very uh, Buddhist and Zen-like in its quality. We teach a lot of that stuff just in a more contemporary fashion. But um, what Carrie just said there is is epically important. Um, think about all the romance novels, romance movies. It's the way we view romance in our society is very disempowering. And I hate to say it because people don't want to hear it. But it always ends up being a need capacity. Uh, I need you in my life. What would I do without you? As if those are the most romantic things in the world to say. But they're, they're not. They are the most needy things in the world to say. But I honor you. I cherish you. I choose you in my life. And I'm honored that you choose me. That's a lot different than, you know, I couldn't breathe without you. I couldn't live without you. Wow. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Because, you know, that, that's very disempowering. So we, the reason I even brought that up is that we started talking about failures, right? Yep. And, and Carrie and I believe that the whole concept of failures needs to be distilled down to a daily actualization, not just a big, like, all the big failures. So look at it daily, but really what we're talking about is the language we keep regarding it all, regarding failures, etc. And we've just kind of gone down that path. If you look at like romance novels, romance, what true love is supposed to be, we talked about that, we talked about success versus failures, believing and hoping, but the the impetus, the driver of being able to say I believe and I hope is coming from a disbelief and a despair standpoint. The reason we did all that today is in, is in the venue of what you want to talk about, Adam. You want to talk about failures. And the whole point that we try to teach through everything we do is observe language. Observe language commonly used in society. We talked about this, I think, before you started pressuring court, Adam. Think about how many people say this. Well, winners never quit, and quitters never win. That's a little Winners know when to quit. Yeah. That's exactly the real. So we are conditioned by love. Romance is, is I need you, I can't breathe or live without you. And that's a load of crap. Winners never quit. Well, that's a load of crap. So we ask people, in the vein of failure, to be wary of societal language and our own language because that in the end is all that matters i was gonna brian when you're talking about this this winners never quit thing because you know I've, obviously i've been brought up on that and that is you know, like people just chuck it away and it's a very simple statement to you know try and get you know the best out of athletes for example who are training it's just very tunnel vision um but on a personal note and i i've gone through a lot of that but when um obviously when i had my pole vault accident and couldn't pole vault anymore then I got involved a few years later with the Paralympic volleyball team for Great Britain. And obviously, because I, I was obsessed with getting to the Olympics in any way, shape or form. I didn't mind if it was Olympics or Paralympics. Um, but, but basically, I was committing a lot of time to obviously being the Great Britain sitting volleyball squad. 
as like a minimal disability because I've got no cartilage in my left knee. But at a time, obviously, Dylan came along, first kid. Um, you had to train in London, like uh, weeknights. There was a lot of, lot of commitment. And I've basically taken it on. I'm going to try and get to the Paralympics. However, there is a big quitting moment coming up here, you could say. But I would put it more along. I just realigned what I saw as success and what I was willing to commit. And basically what happened is every championships that come along, they had the world championships in Egypt. Everyone's busting the gut. I was well in there. I was definitely the fastest and fittest person on the team. At least I had that. But there's only two spots for a minimal disability athlete. So as soon as the world championships come around, I would get dropped every time because our best two players were minimal disability. Mm. Hey. Hey, Dylan. <laughs> so just in time so, so when dylan come along i could not i decided it was not success for me to go into london on midweek and miss his bedtimes for something that basically no matter what i did was not going to happen so yep. yeah, I, I kind of quit but i just changed my mind really <laughs> you know, adam i gotta tell you man if you would give me permission to talk two and a half minutes and then I won't, I won't go beyond that. But no, I want a story. Was, yeah, I want, I want to hear something. <laughs> it was so important what you just said there. The number one thing Gary and I teach people, the, the get-go, the, the square one, step one, right where it all starts, is to learn how to understand what it is you truly want. So the reason I even brought that up is that we start talking about failures, right? Yeah. And, and Gary and I believe that the whole concept of failures needs to be distilled down to a daily actualization, not just a big, like all the big failures. So look at it daily, but really what we're talking about is the language we keep regarding all, regarding failures, etc. The very first thing Gary and I teach all of our all of our customers and clients is to ascertain, understand what it is you deeply truly want. Okay guys, so at that point, I think you just heard probably about ten five minutes ago you heard a little mention of Dylan say, Hey Dylan, yeah. My, my wife and my boys got back from the park. So what it is I truly wanted is obviously dinner time with them and spend some time with the family. Uh, we talked for a little bit longer, me and Brian and Carrie. And what I truly want is to get this uh, Awaken Your Alpha way out to you tonight. And it's currently as I'm just wrapping this little um, Alpha Way failures episode up. It's currently 12.30 UK time. So it's going out... <laughs> USA time in the on the Saturday, uh, but I definitely want to get this out to you guys. So we had a few issues with the recording and getting that. So it's taken a while, taken longer than I wanted, and I've had to chop it together a little bit. But it's here for you, which is what I wanted, what I said I'd do. And uh, if you know me, if I say something, then even if it means I'm up this late, very tired, it's going out. So hope you enjoy it. And I will look for your feedback and let me know how it's going. I will speak to you on the Alpha Way myself in about two weeks. And we have Brian and Carrie back on in four weeks. Hope you enjoy this one. Have a good weekend. I will see you. Let's not see you. I will speak to you tomorrow potentially. Um, we have another huge week ahead of us on the Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Just onwards and upwards. And again, as usual, if you need anything... Head over to Facebook, Awaken Your Alpha, join the group there. Adam Lewis Walker, hit me up as a friend request, no problems there, and we can get in contact that way. And um, I just I love to hear from you guys, but more importantly at this stage, 
we've been stuck on 29 reviews on iTunes for such a long time. And obviously we've got over 8,000 downloads now. We're in 69 countries as an update. So we're storming it. So I'd love a couple more written reviews, one-line reviews like he told me to do it. It's okay. Anything like that is fine. But I hope you have a good day and I hope you are enjoying it. And it, you don't understand it. It means so much when I find out like someone takes the time to put a personal message that, you know, they liked an episode or something about it or a guest we had on. So have a good rest of your weekend and I will hit you up Monday. We have pulled the mouth mort to get the week started. It is a beauty. Speak to you then. This episode is sponsored by the UK Youth Conditioning Association. Oh, the first ever UK Youth and Fitness Conditioning Summit in November 15th and 16th in the London Gatwick area. You can get involved fully now and it's not even going to be launched for a few months. But if you're interested, you can get a super off the record pre-pre-pre-launch price that is just crazy. We have our venue confirmed and we have several speakers confirmed. More details to come, but if you want to get a ridiculous deal now and you know you're committed to helping improve the standards when it comes to youth, health and fitness, get involved today. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless. Do the little guy a favor. Subscribe and review. It'll help get him off my bag.